Hello, my dear beautiful friend. Welcome to episode 118 of the Elevate Her podcast. Now, I'm chuckling here a bit because I actually am recording this episode for the second time. So the first take was very structured, very corporate me, which is actually me. But I also have another, would I say, fun side where I share messages through storytelling and I think that's a superpower that I need to bring out more because I have been testing this out on LinkedIn and sharing more storytelling content and it's been landing with so many women who have been in my DM saying how they resonate with my story, thankful for me being vulnerable and sharing what it looks like to be on the other side when you're a manager trying to move up the ranks in your corporate career. Because I honestly think sometimes we put directors, VPs, executives on this pedestal, which actually doesn't exist. They are as normal as anyone else. They go through fears like anyone else. The only difference is that they have mastered the art of navigating through those fears and taking action regardless. Anyway, I digress. So in this episode, I actually wanted to share what I have learned about getting out of my comfort zone and how I have learned this through tennis, which is a new hobby that I took up this year. And so at the start of this year, I told myself, you know what, I am going to unleash the Serena in me and I am going to go all in and play tennis. And I wanted also to do this for my own fitness goals. But I also knew that, you know, I needed to put in some different level of energy into my fitness process if I was going to achieve the goals that I had set out for myself. And I probably need to do a whole other episode on what I have learned from the fitness journey I have been on. By the way, I have now lost, is it, I've lost six kilograms this year, this year alone. I mean, it's insane, but I digress again. So let me backtrack. As I mentioned, I decided to take up tennis at the start of this year and that decision came with a lot of courage because I didn't even know how to hold the racket properly and I remember when I was young at around six years old when I was in my first grade I still have a vivid memory of me on a tennis court at school and I was hitting the ball And the tennis teacher was saying that I didn't know how to hit the ball properly. And I still have that vivid memory because somehow it has remained etched. And obviously I am working towards rewriting that memory with new memories about how I actually can play tennis. But those are some of the fears that I had at the start of this journey. Now, I first of all made a decision. That was a move I made. And that's why I like talking about boss moves because results only come from moves that you make. Even if you hire a coach for anything, whether it is a life coach, a money coach, a career coach, you have to take the action if you want to see the results. And one of the first lessons I learned from being in this process and learning something new When I got to the tennis court, within the first two minutes of our lesson, guess what my coach did? 
he gave me a racket and he told me to go hit the ball on the other side and make sure that I hit the ball back to him. We did not sit down and have a theoretical discussion around how to hold the tennis racket, around how to hit, around the different techniques, around what a backhand, a forehand, a smash, a volley is. No. He literally told me to take the racket and go and hit the ball. Obviously, he also wanted to see, you know, sort of what level I was at, which was level one or level zero, whatever you call it. But I learned through taking action. And I heard my coach sharing this analogy using the example of chocolate. If you want to learn how to make chocolate and you are thinking about, okay, let me go to YouTube, let me research. And then after doing the research, you're thinking, okay, let me talk to a chocolate connoisseur. And then after talking to a chocolate connoisseur, you're going back and saying, okay, let me now just go back to my notes and see what this technique actually looks like. Let me find out what the ingredients are all about, where I can get the ingredients That entire process, you have not actually taken the action to do the thing, to try to make the chocolate, to try to melt the chocolate or whatever it is that you need to do. And even if it means failing flat, failing forward, you have not even tried to do it. And you will never become someone who does what you want to do if you are not taking the action. Okay, so knowledge alone is not enough. And this is why I tell my clients, I share this also in here, and I continue to remind people that amassing qualifications like there are gems in your collection box of jewelry is not going to help you if you are not actually putting it into action and showing people that you are the expert in whatever it is that you've learned, even if you're just one day old in applying what you've learned, you are an expert because there is someone who knows less than you, okay? So that was the first lesson I learned from my coach. It was, I needed to be in the arena if I was going to see tangible results and make progress in my tennis journey. Okay, lesson number two. Do you see how my corporate me is still coming out even though I am trying to share these learning lessons as a story? Anyway, let me try and make it as unstructured as possible. You can always come back and listen. I'm not even sure if it's lesson number two or three, but anyway, there are so many techniques that I didn't even realize I was doing wrong. I have been one to watch tennis for a while now. I think I've been watching tennis for about four years And so when I got on the court, I thought I was actually doing it like the pros. But oh my goodness, there were some really horrible techniques that I was doing. And I didn't even know until my coach pointed them out. And to this day, he will still point out when I do something, even when he has told me about it before. Okay. And so I realized that doing the same thing over and over again, thinking that it's now going to work is not going to work. And so if you've been trying to white knuckle your career advancement by working hard, by over delivering, over delivering, 
you have been really so focused on exceeding expectations on your KPIs, all that is great. But it, if it has not translated into the promotion you desire up to now, then it is time to regroup and rethink that strategy because clearly those techniques are not working. And very often you are going to need someone with an external perspective who has done what you are trying to achieve to show you where are those blind spots, where are those techniques that are not serving you, what is it that you think you are doing that is serving you or helping you move ahead that is actually not moving the needle of your career forward. And just related to that, when I thought I had mastered a technique, so my coach is very good at giving me drills. Um, I think that's one thing that I wish he could do less of. But I now, I, now that I'm looking back, I understand why he does it. Because there is no point of practicing playing tennis with bad technique. You're just going to be found out by the opponent and they're going to realize your weaknesses and where are the holes in your game and you're quickly going to spiral out. But just related to that, just when I thought I had mastered a technique like the forehand or the backhand, if you're someone who has watched tennis before, my coach would push me to a new level almost immediately. And I would feel good and I would be like, wow, I've even gotten a point against him. And then he would push the bar to a new level and I would realize, oh, he actually wasn't playing to his full ability. And I know this was a bit deflating sometimes, but you know you have a good coach or mentor if they are not cajoling you into feeling good and not pushing you to and and they are pushing you to stretch beyond what you think you can do. Right? A good coach is not going to keep you in this feel good factor. They are going to continue to push you to raise the bar to push the envelope beyond what you even think is possible for you. That is where growth happens. And that's where I realized that I was actually not even pushing the envelope enough. And I, I took these learnings into my career and to, into the other areas of my life and realized that actually, I think that I am at level 10, but I'm actually at level six. And not to say that you know, you should go and push yourself to total burnout. That's not what I'm saying you should do. But I really want you to ask yourself, are you actually stretching? Are you actually stretching beyond your comfort zone? Or are you just at the perimeter of your comfort zone and then having these feel good moments, but then they're actually not translating into you moving forward in your career. And sometimes you are going to need someone with experience to test you and check that you are actually moving beyond your comfort zone because your growth is only going to be possible outside of what you are used to. You've got to expand out of your comfort zone in order to become the person who has the goal that you've never achieved. If you want a big impossible goal, you have to become a new version of yourself. You have to unlock a new identity and that will require you getting out of your comfort zone. Okay, otherwise you're not growing. And that's the whole point of big radical goals is growth. 
but it happens on the other side of the comfort zone. And I wanted to close off this episode with something on a more sort of positive note. There, all Everything I've shared is positive. It's just that sometimes when you're in it, like when I'm doing those drills and my coach is making me run around, sometimes it, it, it doesn't feel good. Okay. But feelings are not, let me rephrase this. Feeling good is not a sign that you are growing, that you are stretching yourself. You have got to challenge yourself outside of what you are used to doing. Okay. And so the closing remarks that I want to share again, my corporate speak has come out, is even on my worst days, my coach would always find a positive. And I cannot overemphasize the importance of surrounding yourself with people who are not looking at the obstacles, who are not looking at the shortcomings, who are focused on the positive and are looking to amplify the positive. And one of the things he would always commend me for was showing up. Just showing up was like 50% of the work because I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you miss all of the shots you don't take. And the same goes in tennis. If you're not on the tennis court hitting that ball with your racket, you are not getting better at it. And so I want to encourage you, but not even encourage you. First of all, I want to challenge you and I want you to listen to this episode again and ask yourself, do you have the right support system around you to help you to grow out of your comfort zone and to help you get into the next level of your career, whatever that looks like for you? That could look like going into director level, If I were you and you were a manager, I would actually be thinking of the C-suite because when you think C-suite top leadership, you start to think differently. Don't just think the next level above you. Think two, three steps ahead. That's how you create a fierce, abundant career vision and you start to move differently. And secondly, are you surrounding yourself with the right kind of people, the right minded people who are going to push you, who are going to encourage you, who are going to inspire you, who are going to keep you raising the bar? Does your circle of influence reflect the woman and the vision of where you are going? If the answer is no, then this is your call to think of how you are going to do things differently in the next few weeks. And you don't even have to wait for the new year because by the way, that's why new year's resolutions don't work. Goals are not like this time point in time where the clock strikes 12 and then suddenly your goals are more likely to take place. You can make a decision now today that you are going to be more intentional with who you lean into for mentorship, for support, who your circle of influence is going to look like, you can make that decision right now. And if you don't have those people by default around you, which many of us don't, you can make a decision to make an investment for it. What does investing in yourself look like in 2024? 
And if you're thinking, whew, this was a heavy one, Rebecca, but this is exactly what I needed to hear. And you're wondering what investing in mentorship could look like for you. I am about to open the doors to the Elevate Collective. Actually, by the time you listen to this podcast episode, the doors to the Elevate Collective, which is my signature six-month group coaching program for women managers who are ready to transition and thrive into senior leadership in their careers, is opening soon. And I mean, the results just speak for themselves. Women have gotten double-digit pay raises. Women have gotten promotions when they were actually looking for a job outside. Can you imagine? You're looking, you're investing all your time in getting a job externally, and then your current employer gives you a promotion. What kind of a woman do you need to be for that employer to see the value that you're bringing, even though you're spending all your energetic and actual time in getting an opportunity elsewhere and I share this because if it's possible for them it is absolutely possible for you if they can you absolutely can but you've got to move have the intention make the commitment that you are no longer going to sit on the sidelines and that you are worth the investment All right, I think I have said a lot in today's episode, but I know it needed to come out exactly the way it did. If you have any questions, let me know if you are ready to invest in yourself in a huge way. Send me the word collective and let's talk about whether the collective is a good fit for you, your goals, your vision, where you are going. I want to make sure that this is a good financial decision for you. And that you're a good fit because it is an application only program. And like I mentioned, we are going to be very strict on making sure we have experienced women in the room because that's how we're going to elevate the conversations that are going to be happening in the Elevate Collective community. All right. I will see you in next week's show.